So, you think your kung fu is strong, do you? Uh, my kung fu? I demand we spar to see who is the best! Jason, you don't have any kung fu. Ha! This is me! Ha ha! Laughing at your statement, coward! What would you call this? I would call that you flailing your arms around while wearing a bathrobe and... Uh, an open bathrobe. I didn't have one of those kung fu robe things. Can you close that thing so we can record a podcast? I guess. And this one? Gypsy uh, one. It's called Gypsy what? Just watch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, we this one has a, a good reputation, right? I would say so, yeah. I think it's generally considered one of the better uh, examples of its genre. That's true. We are going to review the Hong Kong Kung Fu classic film, The Legend of Drunken Master, or... Zhu Quen 2, or Drunken Master 2. Take your pick. Why not? <laughs> Legend of Drunken Master is what we called it when we released it in our country, and we thought people would be confused if we called it Drunken Master 2. Yes, because people are stupid. Exactly. Yeah, we could also have called it Jackie Chan Hurts Himself 5, <laughs> yeah. or one of those things. Or, 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 or 50. Movie without, or 50 <laughs> without really hurting himself, right, Jackie, Steve? Jackie, you don't have to do this. <laughs> He doesn't anymore. Jack, <laughs> so, Jackie, you could just use fake coals, man. Nobody will be able to tell the difference. If, if he keeps doing it, if he kept doing it, one of these days they'd write action, someone would tap him on the shoulder and he'd just collapse into dust. And we're like, oh, well, how we finish the movie now? Tell me you got that shot. That'll be great for the blooper reel at the end. <laughs> there he is when he just crumbles into dust. Ah. <sighs> Hey, Steve, yes. do you have any trivia for Drunken, The Legend of Drunken Master? I have a couple of little bits of trivia, yeah. As you as you already mentioned, uh, originally, when this film was released uh, for the first time in 1994, it was released as uh, its original English title was Drunken Master 2, and that's because it was a kind of sort... It was, it was titled Drunken Master 2, so it's titled like a sequel, but it's actually more like a reboot of yeah. the of the original Drunken Master, which Jackie Chan was also in, and, and he played the same character. That's right. Um, and this was actually Jackie Chan's first more or less straight martial arts film since 1982. He had done like some yep. fantasy stuff and action and done a couple of like American movies and a lot of cop movies. He did Police <laughs> Story, and which were yeah. kind of like action comedy movies. Um, and right. he, had, he hadn't done like uh, uh, a martial arts movie uh, since 1982. So this was 12 years in the making for Jackie Chan right. when he first made it. And also, uh, it's called Drunken Master. The the style of fighting that sort of is the center of the story is drunken boxing. That is an actual fighting style. That's right. Uh, they didn't just make that up for these movies. But... You have to get super drunk to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Just like in the movie. Exactly. No, actually, that you, you just said the exact opposite of my piece of trivia, which is in real life, you're not supposed to be drunk when you actually do that it. That isn't what it's... my mixed martial arts <laughs> teacher meant... taught me. He said, get as drunk as you possibly can. <laughs> get in that ring. You want to be like Jackie Chan or don't you? And I'm like, boy, do I? And I just, just drinking and drinking. This is hurting my diabetes. <laughs> you want to be a fighter or don't you? 
Yeah. Um, and also, one last little bit of trivia, one of these just wacky movie things that happens a lot. Jackie Chan, at the time this movie was made, he was only eight years younger than Lung T, the actor who plays his father, and he was actually yep. nine years older than Anita Mui, who plays his stepmother. So That's right. The magic of the movies. No magic at all. He actually looks older than his father. He does. He really does. It's like, how old is he supposed to be? I think he's, uh, what, 20 years older than the character? Yeah, that's right. Because supposed to be. I think because when he made the the first one, he was about the same age as the character is supposed to be. And then in this right. one, which is, uh, I think the original was in 1978. So this is like 25 uh-huh. years later, uh, or right. 15 years later. And, and he's playing the same character at the same stage of his life. 15 <laughs> years and nine hospital visits. Oh, my God. I have some trivia. Yeah. The seven-minute fight at the end of the movie... Yeah. Took almost four months to shoot. He said he said in an interview that one day's filming typically produces produced three seconds of usable film. Unbelievable. I think he also broke his nose doing this one. And he suffered second degree burns because he at one point he falls into a bed of coals and it's actually a hot bed of coals. He doesn't run across it. He falls on it on his back. <laughs> yes. And then desperately tries to get out of it as quickly as possible. <laughs> and and I think you pro- you probably know this. He did that shot twice because yeah, the, he did. because the first time he didn't think it looked right. Now, come no. on. That is dedication like or insanity, whatever you want to call it. Like did we get He's the dedicated. coal shot? It looks yeah. Did we get the coal shot? Yeah, Jackie, it looks <laughs> fine. And he watches the dailies and he's like, "Nah, I just I think I can do that better." Okay. Hey, you know what? If Buster Keaton had shot that scene and it didn't look right, he would have done it over that, again. Too. Oh, of course he would have. But then again, Buster Keaton would have gotten in the first take. And Buster Keaton would have been drunk. Oh, so uh, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because he's my favorite. Nobody yeah, else can say favorite. that about Buster. <laughs> <laughs> I can make light of his flaws. Uh, all right, yes. Steve, you ready to find out who made it and listen to Jason mangle a brand new language on this show? Yeah, Yay. How, how's your Cantonese? Awful. You ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. It was directed by Lau Carl Leung and Jackie Chan, but he's uncredited as the director, but he he directed, I think, the, like the final fight scene he definitely directed. Yeah. It's produced by Eric Sang, Edward Tang. Barbara and Barbara Tung. So Sang Tang Tung are the group, the producers. <laughs> They're the tinkers to evers to chance of Hong Kong That's cinema. Right. Screenplay by Edward Tang, Tong Mang Ming, and Yong Che Chi. <sighs> You're doing fine. Okay, good. I mean, I, I, I say I say that as someone who cannot speak Cantonese. <laughs> I think you're doing fine. Starring Jackie Chan as Wong Fei Hong, Anita Mui as Ling or his stepmother, Ma or Mom. Um, they call her Ma, Mom, and sometimes Stepmom in the movie. Yeah. Um, she is a singer, or I'm sorry, she was a singer. She passed away of cervical cancer a few years ago. Um, but she's like a, a very popular pop, was a very popular pop star in China. Ti Lung as Wong Kai Ying, or his father. And yes, he was only eight years older than Jackie Chan. And thank God his hat falls off at one point to see that he's balding. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd never, ever, ever believe No. That. It's no. He looks more like Jackie Chan's little brother. Yeah. You know. I was expecting to have a line in there saying he's aging faster than his father. He yeah. must have some sort of disease. <laughs> right. It's the drinking. <laughs> Felix Wong as uh, Fishmonger Sang. 
Um, I think he was also another pop star, a very popular pop star in China. Andy Lau as Chung Hok Leong, Ho Wing Fong as Fun, Ram Chang as Chang San, Ken Lo as John, Ho Sung Pak as Henry, Chin Kar Luk as Fong as Fo Sang, Bill Tong as General. Um, it's just a cameo appearance. And guys, everybody that I've just mentioned has been in so many wushu movies and so oh, yeah. many. I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens, but they're all Chinese stars. Okay, all right, fine. You good? <laughs> okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> Han Yi Sang as Uncle Hing, Lao Kai Yong as Marlin, the fish uh, fishmonger San student, Lao Sing Ming as Mr. Chu, Suki Kwan as Mrs. Chu, Pak Yan as Mr. Mrs. Chan. Sisma Walong as a uh, senior in restaurant. Yvonne <laughs> 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 Young as Ling's friend. Vindy Chen as Ling's friend. And Louis Ross, Roth as British consul. Oh, the British. Oh, taking their artifacts. Tai Pao as Mo. Alan Chan as fight spectator. Mark, Mark Houghton as British military officer Smith. Ho Pak Kwong as Uncle Ho, uncredited. Sandy Chan as Lily. Vincent Tao Tana. I was doing so good. Vincent Tao Tana as Bruno. <laughs> Therese Renee as Therese. There we go. Yeah, Makes that's sense. good. Mars <laughs> as Fight Spectator. The God Mars. <laughs> of course he'd be watching a fight. It makes perfect sense. It makes sense. perfect sense. Just blink and you'll miss him. He doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> Music by William Who? Yeah, that's right. I said William. Who? It's his last name is Who. Who? <laughs> Shut up! No, we're not doing Habit. Third base. Habit. <laughs> I've been watching this Wushu movie, and I'm wondering who's in it. <laughs> I don't know uh, the names of the actors in it, but I know the music was by William Who. <laughs> who? That's right. <laughs> no, that's what I'm asking you. I'm asking who did the mu- mu- music for this movie. Who did the music? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> William Who did the music. No, I'm asking you, who? Who did the music? Right. I'm asking you, who Who did the music? The music was composed by William Who. No, I don't know. I'm asking you, who? <laughs> 90 minutes later. <laughs> His name yeah, was William don't... fucking Who. <laughs> As he's choking him. Do you fucking get it now? Cinematography by Jingle Ma. <laughs> Tony Chung, Chung Yu Chu, Nico and Nico Wong. Edited by Peter Chung. Production company Golden Harvest, Paragon Films, and the Hong Kong Stuntmen Association. They damn well better be producers. Distrib- <laughs> the best name for a production company ever. <laughs> yeah, it is. Distributed by Golden Harvest in, the Hong- in Hong Kong and Dimension Films in the U.S. Release date, February 3rd, 1994. Running time, 102 minutes. Budget, 10 million yuan. I don't know, I don't know, it didn't give me a U.S. one. But box office is in U.S. dollars, and that's 34 million, or 58 million adjusted for inflation. Nice. So, Steve. Yeah. Are you ready to try to get this gangsing home to father? <laughs> yeah. I- that's all we have to do, <laughs> is get this gangsing route Home. <laughs> Do you think you can manage it? Well, it depends on whether you want to pay the tax or not. 
Oh, fuck no. Well, then it might be a little complicated. <laughs> All right, well, okay. grab that ginseng room. We'll figure something out, I'm sure. That won't lead to wacky hijinks <laughs> or people getting tortured and murdered, which it does. <laughs> What's the difference in one of these movies, really? It's You have equal parts of both. <laughs> All right, let's run into the world and expect a fight. Any yeah. you, people fight at the drop of a hat. Yeah. People just don't faint. They throw themselves in the air and then land on the ground, unless someone can catch them. Everything has to be very dramatic physically. Do you understand me? I got you. I'm ready. I've been stretching and doing some warm-ups. I'm ready to go. Okay, because you have to figure out a way to dramatically pee. I, I'm waiting to see that. Oh, I've got it. I've got. I've got something for that. You just have to There's wait. There's got to be flips and spins involved. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing one leg over my head. <laughs> I'm crouching with the other. And also, no hands. No hands involved Perfect. at any point in the process. All right. And let's run into the world of Legend of Drunken Masters. Steve, take it away. Well, we begin in one of my favorite places to be, which is a train station. Mm-hmm. I sure do love a train station. Um, Especially course, that train. Yeah. It looks so old and beat up. I know. It's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just let me get on that train, please. <laughs> and this is where, and, and it's a very it's very crowded. There are people that are waiting to get on the train, and they're being held back by barriers. Um, yes. And uh, because uh, rich people are going to get on the train first, the British consul and some big wigs involved with the... the some the, assholes. Yeah, are, are, they're going to get on nice the train And one nice guy. Yeah. Some assholes and one nice guy. Exactly. One nice guy. And this is where we meet in the crowd waiting to get on the train. This is where we meet Jackie Chan's character, Fei Young, and mm-hmm. his father, uh, Kei Ying. And Who their... somehow time traveled and had him when, <laughs> when he was younger and then traveled. So he's like, his son is 54 and he's like, I don't know, maybe 32. Yeah, his, his very youthful father. And, yes. and their, their servant, and I guess uh, one of Kei Ying's students uh so who is sort of the the punching bag in the movie who takes who? The, so so what no that's his name no i that's i want to ask you no so so is the man's name you don't have to take an attitude with me i just want to know what the man's name is the man is named so oh our listeners are killing themselves at this point <laughs> hey we can't help it if you guys don't like abbott and costello <laughs> Okay. We that, barely do. That's a taste problem with you. That's true. Other than, I, I'm not like a huge Abbott and Costello fan. Like I have a certain appreciation, but it's not like I'm you know watching their shit all the time, going, "God, they were geniuses." Isn't that so fun? It's so. His full name is so fun. Uh, is it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fun so. I don't know. Anyway, they're waiting. <laughs> so in line because... we should have used that for the bit. And, I know. And, and and their servant is so fun. Well, what's so fun about him? No, no, it, it, he's so fun. Right, but what does he do that's fun? Like, I don't... I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I won't live this life! <laughs> They're checking the running time of the podcast, going, oh, Jesus, it goes on for this long? <laughs> anyway, they're waiting in line because they got to pay taxes to the northern people. Troop, the group, whatever. Right, right. And I guess they've been, they're, they're going home and they have to pay taxes on whatever they've bought. And one of the things that they've bought right, is, is this ginseng root. bought a bunch of drugs yeah. and he's bringing it back they're, to his drug den. They're drug mules. Yeah, and they've got tiger penis and rhinoceros horn and, you know, uh, bear dongs and, and ginseng. Ging, yeah. The big thing was a big root of gin, yeah. ginseng, right? Ma- magic roots, exactly. That's right. And they're like, we're going to get taxed on this. And dad's like, so what? We'll pay taxes. Who cares? And son's like, I don't want to pay taxes. 
And he's like, who cares? Shut up. We're going to pay taxes. It would be dishonest. Be quiet. Do what I say. And, he's, and then he pretends to fall down. And he slips the ginseng, which they're going to get taxed on, into one of the rich people's suitcases. That right. This happens to be open. Because they don't have to pay and, taxes. Just, right. just like in our society. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and then they get on the train. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they get on the train, and he's playing... Um, what is he playing with his dad? Uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's a game. Yeah, it's not. Tiles. It's it's not mahjong because uh, his mother is playing mahjong in the later scene. Yeah, I don't think there. But it's yeah. It's it's like it's like Chinese, you know, checkers. chess or Say something. It. Yeah, it's Chinese checkers. It's not Chinese checkers. I know what Chinese checkers looks like. Anyway, it's some sort of game. Yeah, and he cheats. Yes, and and um. There's a nice guy on there. I don't know what the nice guy does. I can't remember. Anyway, he's got to go slip out. And, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, So Fun gets hit in the face with a baseball. Yeah. And he's going to slip out and he's going to go get the, the package out of the suitcase so that they can have it. Otherwise, right. the rich people have it, right? You're right, exactly. And so, how do they do that? Well, he can't. Steve? Well, he can't. First, he, he can't get through the, uh, like the first class car. They stop him. The, the attendant stops him and says, oh, you can't go in there. Uh, so nope. they cause a distraction, uh, uh, Fei Young and So, by uh, releasing a bunch of ducks. All the ducks. All the ducks are like running loose in the train, and they're gonna. They open the door to the first class car, so everybody's distracted trying to keep the ducks out of the first class car, and that allows right. Fei Young to to slip back into the and the first class luggage. If you get luggage. upset by watching ducks get mishandled and thrown around, don't oh, watch this. Scene. Yeah, there's that one shot where the guy you can see he clearly just throws a real duck like really hard off camera. It's like, <laughs> oh boy, I hope somebody was up was was waiting to catch that duck because this is China. They don't care. They don't care. It's China. They ate that. Duck. They were like, guys, ah, we they ate it. Why are we being gentle with this thing? In fact, the crew was hungry. It's like, be extra violent with the ducks, please. <laughs> All the dead ducks are tonight's dinner, and tomorrow's breakfast. Mm-mm. Just throw, throw them, throw them right underneath people. We don't <laughs> care. Throw them under the train. Fuck it. They're ducks. <laughs> what? They're ducks. What? Yeah. So they sneak back to the thing. Well, he does. Yeah. Right. Right. And so he gets back there, and he's like, "Aha! I found my package." Right, right. But there's and someone back there at the same time who is who who steals a package in the exact same color bag. Yeah, as the ginseng. And he slips out the window. Yeah, and and so Jackie Chan's like, "Oh no, you didn't!" And he goes out the window too, and he's like saying, "Stop!" And he's like, "No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going if it's okay with you." I'm, I'm gonna keep going, and then the train stops right for a little while. Right, and then we have a fight. Oh boy, do we! And it's a fight. Uh, first, the fight starts underneath the train, and the guy's like, "I'm not giving it back, you traitor!" And he's like, "I'm not a traitor!" And then they fight. And instead of just saying, "I think we got our packages mixed up," <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is which, you know, if they did that, not only would it destroy the plot of this movie, but pretty much every yeah. farce ever written. I mean, well, it's okay, fine. Anyway, so they fight, <laughs> and then dude that he's chasing. He's got a big old long spear, and they yeah. fight with a spear underneath the train, and then they run underneath the platform, and and they fight there, and then he chases him out into a farmyard, and he's the old. It's an older guy, yeah. and he's like, "You're pretty good. You're pretty good." And he's like, "Yeah, well, I could beat you up with my bare hands." And then they do a little fighting with their bare hands, right, Steve? Yeah, and then he at, at some point he says, uh, "You'll he's uh, Fei Young." He says something like, "You'll never beat me because uh, uh, you'll, you'll never be able to beat my drunken boxing." 
That's right. And the old guy is like, yeah, drunken boxing, that's a lot of horse shit. You can't use that. And he's like, oh, yeah. Right. And he starts showing off his drunken boxing moves, and they keep fighting. Right. And, and then, yeah. And then and the then train is leaving. You're going to miss your train. Yeah. So he grabs one of the one of the boxes, and he runs. And, and the guy, the nice guy, is there, right? Right. There's the nice guy, and he helps him onto the train, but the old guy is there. And he looks inside the box and what's in the box. It's not whatever he was after. It's the ginseng that Fayong was after. Yeah. Uh oh. And and Fayong looks inside his box and inside it is what? It's like a little jade statue. It's not little. Or, oh, I mean, yeah, it's it's big, but it's it's like a jade artifact or some kind of. It's a solid jade stamp yeah. of the emperor. Yeah. And it's heavy. <laughs> Much heavier than a root of fucking ginseng. You would think. Right, you would, Steve? You would think just by holding it, he'd be able to tell that he's got the wrong Later thing. in the movie, So Fun is crushing roots with it. Yes. <laughs> Give me that. What are you... Yeah. So, um, he gets back to his dad, and he puts the stuff up. But, uh-oh, they're doing a search of the train because the rich pe- rich British people realize that something's missing. Yeah, I guess they're, right? they're, their spidey senses tingled or something. They're like, wait, uh, That's right. somebody's been like, going through my up. luggage. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, he almost gets caught when he's back there with the luggage. That's true. Before he leaps out the window. So they're like, we're going to look, we're going to check everybody. And they come up, and they're like, you... What do you have? And he says, oh, just some medicinal herbs. You know, I have a, a peacock dick and, a, you know, the the gonads of a fish and the, the quills off a porcupine. A bushel of elephant eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> a whole bushel yeah. of elephant eyeballs. You never know when they'll come in handy. Name, quick, quick, quick. Name any almost extinct creature. I bet I have it. Go on. Say any name. Yeah. Say any name. Bu- what do I buffalo have? toes. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have the last buffalo toes. That's right. Come on. Name another almost extinct creature. Snow <laughs> leopard? Got it. Come on. <laughs> Not all of it. I don't need Not any. An I, just, snow I need five inches of skin from a snow leopard. The rest I just chuck into the ocean. Anything else? <laughs> Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, and uh, so they and and they they the the train attendant or whoever's doing the surgeon he zeroes in on the uh, the little golden bag that has yeah. the the jade stamp. And he's like, "What's in that?" And right as they're about to have to open the box, that's when the nice guy comes up, and he's yep. like, "Hey, these people are friends Fuck of mine, off. and just you know, <laughs> give them just give them a break because he's." Turns out he's the son of a warlord. Yeah, and which apparently uh, the the warlords have business cards or ID because he shows like a card, like an ID to the train attendant. And that's what's like, oh, Warlord Junior on it. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry. And he's like, wink. I'm a nice guy. Also, I disappear. Goodbye. Yeah, don't get used to me. Gone for the movie. (laughs) I'm a plot contrivance. So now we're back in town, right? Yeah. And I can't remember how this works out, but here we'll just lay it out this way. The British people are dicks. Yeah. And they just want all these artifacts because they're smuggling them out of town in shipments of steel, right, Steve? Right, exactly. So we see them, uh, we, we see the, the, we get a shot of the steel mill and the workers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, he doesn't like his neighbors who are practicing martial arts. So he wants to buy all that land because they make too much of a ruckus. Right, exactly. Right, and, and yeah, and the, the martial art, the, those neighbors are Fei Yung's mm-hmm. family and his... his well, Fei yeah. Yung's dad yeah. not only peddles, um, uh, you know, extinct animal body parts that you can cram <laughs> up your nose or drink in a tea. Yeah. He's also a martial arts expert. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. So they, they get home. They get home and... Um, 
his mom is playing Mahjong. Yeah. And I guess she's forbidden from playing Mahjong because you gamble on Mahjong. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. And so when she sees that uh, her husband and stepson have got have come home, she quickly comes up with this ruse where she's not actually playing Mahjong with her friends. She's healing them. Yeah. She's healing them with pressure points. Yeah. Right? And she's like, okay, that's good. Uh, take, uh, you know, chop up this baboon's heart and uh, snort that and uh, put the bury the rest under a tree and you'll be fine. And, and he's like, are you playing Mahjong? And she's, she's like, no, f- fuck you. No, I, what, what, what do you think? No, I'm not. Right? <laughs> well, there, there's a cute bit where we, we get to know that Fei Young is in on it. Like, he knows that his stepmom yeah, well, yeah, plays Mahjong. Because yeah, like, yeah. he, the, the dad is standing right there, and he's, like, leaning in the door going, Hey, Mom, you playing Mahjong? How much did you win? And she's like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> How am I your mother? I look like I'm younger than you. <laughs> but it turns out his real mommy died. Yeah, she's with the ancestors and, now. Yeah, and then... Ugh, and then his dad married his aunt. Yeah. I guess because they looked exactly alike or I mean, something. You know, they, I don't know. There was always an unspoken attraction between them. And now we get ginseng hijinks. Yes, absolutely. Because they... There's more ginseng hijinks in this movie, in this <laughs> kung fu movie, yes. than there is kung fu. Because it turns out they bought the ginseng for, for this client of, yeah. of uh, Master Wong. Uh, and the, yeah. and the client, Mr. Chan, shows up and he's like, "You got my ginseng? Give me my ginseng. I need yeah. a, I need no ginseng. No. I need it, please. I, I'll, I'll, yeah. Did you get a big root of ginseng? Because I need it." Right now. And he's and they're like, "Come in!" And so they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do. And then she comes in at one point with a giant radish that's bigger than her, <laughs> and she's like, "Here you go. Here's your ginseng." And he's like, "That's." Not okay, great. And then the dad comes in and says, "Why are you trying to? What are you telling him about this radish?" And she says, "I'm telling him not to eat radishes after doing the ginseng." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And then they're in the backyard and she's like, "What are we gonna do?" And I, he said, "And then uh, what is it? Fo, uh, so fun. Yeah. Um, has cut a root out of the." 300 year old bonsai plant <laughs> yes. that his dad loves and you're like that looks exactly like it and she's and and he goes what happened we can switch it and he, and he says what happens if he what happens if he uses his ginseng or and he's like, oh he'll probably die or something <laughs> it's poison <laughs> it's poison he'll just get dizzy or something he'll be fine and so then they they paw off the poison i mean the, gin, the fake ginseng <laughs> off to the guy and he's like yay i got it and he runs out and he's getting his needle ready because we know what he's doing with that ginseng. Oh, anyway, yeah, buddy. Everybody's happy. Phew, they got away with it. And all they did was kill their father's favorite plant and um, <laughs> almost kill a guy. But at least they got away with losing the ginseng. That's right. So the next day he goes to the market, right? Right. And at the market is um, Sang. Yeah. Who chops up fish. The fishmonger. And the snake lady. Yeah, and her name is Fun. Isn't that fun? Her name's Fun, and she's a little she's a little moist for for Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, she wants to learn drunken boxing from him. There's only you know one I mean. snake that she wants to play with, and oh, it's oh, his. Oh, 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 oh shit! Yes, and she really likes drunken boxing, and 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 Sang is like, no, I that's no, it's not. Yeah, he's like, I and know then, kung fu, and my kung fu will beat the shit out of his drunken boxing. That's right. And, and you know like, how we're oh, gonna yeah. settle this. <laughs> 
what by politely talking about it over right. tea. They ha- yeah, they 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 have a a a timed moderated debate on the relative merits. That's right. Of they the- set it up right there in the fishmonger <laughs> stall. Everyone, no, they fight each other. right? Yeah, they do. And they fight, and then they say it's a draw. Right, right. right. And Sang's like, see, it was a draw. See, because here's the thing, um, Daddy does not want him fighting. At all, apparently. Right, and he especially doesn't approve of the drunken boxing style. That's right. Yeah. He doesn't approve of it, and he hates it, and he hates fighting. Right. And then mom comes up, and she sees him fighting. He says, "Come on, don't, don't, don't do that. What are you doing?" Right. Yeah. And so they go away, and then Fun is like, "I still love him," and Sang's like, "I it was a draw." And no one believes him, and he's a loser, and you should, you should be ashamed, Sang, because you, you lost, you lost to him. <laughs> Anyway, they go back to the house, and now they have to come up with a scheme to buy another thing at ginseng, right? Right, and Mom decides to pawn or to sell one of her necklaces, and then they'll just use the money to buy some more. Yeah, so she's going to sell it to this lady. Yeah. And then, so we have to cut back to the other people who are like, we need... I can't remember how this, how they figure out that he has the thing. How do they figure out that he has the thing? Uh, didn't, wasn't somebody following him or something? I guess. Or, I don't yeah, know. They the figure bad out, guys figure out yeah. that he, they think he has the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's walking down the street and then they run up and they take the necklace from, from the lady and she's like, ah, the thief. And he runs after, after the the jewels and he gets the jewels back and they're throwing the jewels around while he's fighting them and he's kicking butt and he's kicking so much butt and he throws it back and and then because she's always ready to fight yeah she always wants to fight herself she's always lifting her skirt up and making jason all excited because she wants to fight (laughs) come on but uh then really bad dudes show up yeah yeah and uh she's like uh well you need to fight these guys and beat them with drunken boxing with all these people standing around because it'll be great publicity for your father's martial arts school. And he's like, you mean that the martial arts that he hates? Yeah. He doesn't want me to practice that, that sure. That, that form of martial arts. You want me to drunk? And, and she's like, yes, yes, and do so that. He starts, <laughs> he starts doing that and he's doing pretty good, but apparently he needs alcohol. Yeah. He's like, so it's, prop- he's like Popeye only with booze. Yes, yes. That's right. Only with booze. He's like underdog with that fucking the energy pill that he drinks. He's like Ultraman who needs the sun all the time. He's like he's our man. Thing. That's right, kid. So if you're paying attention, remember alcohol makes you a better fighter. Yes. Only if you are a drunken boxer. Okay. So they start throwing him some wine. She tells the ladies, quick, get all the booze. They run to the hotel and steal all the booze. And the guy's like, what what happened? Where's the yeah. booze going? And they're like, we'll pay it back. And he's like, okay. And he goes back to sleep. Anyway, he, <laughs> he they start throwing him, you know, wine, and he's drinking them two fisted. And the drunker he gets, the better, the, the more better of a fighter he is, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's and he starts, boy, oh boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy, does he sell this fighting? That oh my god, it's amazing. Yeah, he's taken on like the six guys at once. Scene, what, the first fight scene was impressive. Yeah. This one is like he's a comedic genius. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's just it. Because like the 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 timing is amazing, the fighting is great, and they're doing like mm-hmm. slapstick and comedy bits, and you know juggling, and it's just amazing. What I love about him is is that he's still acting when he's fighting. Oh, absolutely. He's still acting. He's still you can, you know, he's still acting. But anyway, so he kicks everybody's ass. Yeah. Until 
Who shows up, Steve? Uh-oh, his dad shows up. Uh-huh, and what does dad do? He's, oh, like, he's not happy. And, well, first, because no. Fei Young is, is, like, super drunk at this point, so he kind of drunkenly takes a couple of shots at his dad, not realizing what yeah, he's doing. Yeah, that's not good. And his dad's like, oh, you're going to fight me? And he, like, drags him home, and, and he's mad at him, and he's mad at his mom, and he's like, he was fighting in public, and he was drinking in yep. public, and you embarrassed yep. me. And uh, and then I think, don't they, uh, they then the the wife of the guy they sold the fake ginseng to shows up and she's like, he ate the ginseng and now he's dying. Now he's dying. And they're like, quick, get him some of the quick. I'm going to chop up some of, some of this great white shark intestine <laughs> and you need to get it to him right now because he could be dying. And now he's just hit the roof. Yeah. Right? Oh, Cause yeah. all the truth is coming out. And he, she sold her diamonds and all this. Oh yeah. And then right when you think it couldn't get any worse, he looks up and he goes, what's this? And he grabs a completely dead bonsai plant. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, what happened to my 300-year-old bonsai plant? <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's a thing, too. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> yeah, we kind of, we're, well, maybe you should be less strict about your rules and maybe we could be happier. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> Get out. And he picks up an entire barrel of rice wine yes. and says, you like to drink? I'm going to kill you now. And he's like, drink it. Drink all of it. Drink it. And to his credit, Fei Young does make some effort to drink it before he's That's like, all right, right enough. Because he actively takes a punch at his dad when he's being thrown out of the compound. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, never come back. You're gone forever. And then stepmom's like, go after him. To, to turns to uh, what's his name? So. So. Yeah. And says, so go after him. And he starts running out and he's going the wrong way. And the dad's like, no, the other direction. Right. So you know he actually kind of still cares. Yeah, about he's not completely like written him off. Yeah, right. Oh, but during that entire thing, we got an obscene lie, didn't we, Steve? Oh, did we? Yep. What was it? Because mom pretends that <gasps> she's oh, pregnant. That's right. Yes, she does. I think what to, to 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 calm him down because he's getting really really pissed off and he's pissed off at her just the same as he is with yeah. Fei Young. And, and then she pretends that she's pregnant. Yeah. And she tries to faint a few times, and then she lands on her stomach. She pretends to be hurt. I can't tell if she's actually pregnant or not. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. And it's a lot funnier if you assume she's not. And she's she's just making shit up to to get out of being struck by her husband. The, yeah, the martial because he's arts beating master. everybody at this point. He's like, yeah. I can beat my wife. I can beat everybody. It's actually, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's sort of like, it's, it's upsetting, but it's also very darkly funny. There's the scene where, where, where she's like, oh, go ahead, hit your wife, and he's like, okay, and he's like about to yeah. do it, and she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> uh huh. Anyway, later that night, um, uh, Fei Young is at a bar at a restaurant. Yeah. Even drunker than <laughs> more drunk than ever before. He's he's been drinking a little bit more since he got kicked out. Yeah, he's singing a song. Everyone's kind of laughing at him, but the dudes that he beat up earlier show up, and there's another dude with him. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he's like, "That's the drunken boxer that beat you up." And they're like, "He totally did. He beat us all up. It was really bad. And he's such a good." And meanwhile, Jackie Chan is throwing up and and yeah. like wallowing around in his own filth and drinking. And he's like, he's not a big deal. What are you talking? He's, bleh. and they're like, well, let's beat him up. And so that's what they do. They beat him up. Right, right. Because right, now he's too drunk. Yeah. And meanwhile, Fishmonger Sang tries to get in there, and he tries to stop it, but they beat him up too. Yeah. Uh oh. So what happens the next morning? Oh, the next morning, uh, they find Fei Young naked. 
<laughs> hanging from a sign with a banner hanging down in front of him covering his naughty bits that says right. King of Drunken Boxing. That's right. And at his feet is laying um, Fishmonger saying. Yeah. Yeah. So not and, a good night. Yeah. So they cut him down and all oh, the shame and humiliation, right? Oh, yeah. And he's at home and he's crying because he's really just, he's really upset his dad and everything else, right? Yeah. Yeah. And but yeah. thankfully, thankfully, Master Fu Wenchi has found them, right, Steve? <laughs> yes. And he Obi Obi One Kenobi's this shit for a little while, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. He comes in and he wants to get in because he wants to talk to the talk to who anybody. Yeah. And the mom's like, "You're not coming in here." And he's like, "Yes, I am." And she's like, "No, you fucking aren't." And then they have a fight, right, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Because she's like, we're closed. And he says, I don't care. And then they do like a little bit of fighting. And then uh, the dad comes up and he recognizes uh, Master Fu Wen Chi. And Master Fu Wen Chi recognizes him. And he's like, what are you fighting him for? Get him. Bring him inside. Right? Yeah, he's a good guy. Come on. Yeah. yeah and it, and it Master- turns out, because he was Master Fu Wen Chi is the guy who he who, who uh, uh, Fei Young he, he fought with at the train. Him. That's and right, he, with the spear and under the thing. Yeah, and and, it, and he was he was trying to steal the artifact to keep it from being taken by the British. Like he was stealing it back, basically. Oh yeah, which he's is, stealing. Yeah, yeah, so that's what he tells well, him. I'm stealing because the British are right. smuggling. And that's shit why he. Out that's here. why he was calling Fei Young a traitor because he thought Fei Young was trying. Also, we to, skipped over the the subplot of the disgusting British people uh, forcing the Chinese workers at the steel factory to work overtime. Yeah, against their will. Yeah. By beating them up, <laughs> by, yeah, exactly. By by physically forcing them to work under That's under right. threat of having their ass kicked, yeah, right, exactly. But meanwhile, um, General Fu Wenqi, which is uh, Cantonese for super badass, <laughs> um, he tells them, "I'm stealing stuff back because they take all the stuff," and they're like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "Yeah, it's off, off. Yeah, they're off. I hate them, and everyone should hate them." <laughs> and then we wind up at. A restaurant? Is it a restaurant? Yeah, I, I can't remember I, how this. Yeah, it's like a yeah, like a restaurant and in something, someplace like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember why we're there. Do you remember why we're there? Isn't this? Uh, there's they're they're uh, they're trying to they're 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 trying to like sneak into to the British consulate to steal back mm-hmm. some more artifacts or something like that. Yeah. No. Because he dies before. Oh, that's that. right. That's right. Yeah, I'm not sure how we. So yeah, they're at a restaurant for some reason, yeah. and it's and it's um, Fu Wenqi and uh, and uh, Fei Yong, and he comes into the restaurant and he's going to meet with him, and they're talking about some shit like I'm a badass, and you could be a badass too if you knew how to drunk a box, and he's like I know how to drunk a box, and he's like whatever, and <laughs> you don't and know they shit. Look around. And everybody in the restaurant's gone. Yeah, that's right. The whole and like down on the street, nobody's on the street. Everybody's like and vanished. They're like, and who shows up, Steve? Oh, it's it's the henchmen. It's the bad guys that he's. It's the axe yeah. gang. They hired the axe gang to come and kill him. How many people did they hire to kill him, Steve? A whole bunch. Like five hundred thousand like, of them. Like a whole bunch. And they yeah. come streaming in, and if you did not think that Fu Wenchi is a badass, this will change your mind. <laughs> because between the two of them, they fend off a hundred guys. Oh, easily, yeah. And they they oh so they they 
he breaks stairs, and he he's he's fighting them off with like banisters and oh throwing them Jackie over balconies. Chan does this yeah, thing with a fucking bench and all this stuff and throw them off balconies, and then they get a piece of bamboo that's broken at the end, which makes it five thousand times more dangerous. <laughs> but what happens? What happens? Oh well. Well, well. Eventually, uh, one of them uh, they shoot Fu Wenqi. No, 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 no. First, Fu Wenqi gets an axe directly into the middle of his back, and oh, that's he right, continues yeah. to fight for an additional fifteen minutes yeah. with an axe sticking out of his back. <laughs> then they jump out of the restaurant. They're all running yeah. away. The fishmonger guy is like, "Oh, we gotta help him!" And they're gonna want to. They're gonna want to fight and stuff. And um, then everybody's running down an alleyway, and one of them shoots. shoots. Yeah. Then Master Fu gets shot, and they and they steal the the jade seal. Yeah. 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 And so then they decide, well, that's a bummer. Let's let's break into the consulate, right? Right. Right. And they here's what happens. So Jackie Chan's just suddenly in the consulate in a, in a uniform. Yeah. How do you get it? Who cares? Who cares? And sings there. And they fight each other because they don't recognize each other because they think that one's a soldier and the other one is not a soldier. And then they recognize each other and then and then they run into a room that's dark and they turn on the lights. And well, who's there, Steve? Like uh, everybody. All the soldiers. And the <laughs> All British. the soldiers. And it was actually, it's a really funny shot where like they're crawling away and they, then you cut to a wide shot and the whole, yeah. the whole room is filled with soldiers. And that British dick is there, too. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, let's torture him. And they're like, yay. And so they beat him up with boxing gloves. Oh, boy. Yeah. And then they let him go. But, oh, here's the thing. He says, give me, give me all your land. Right. I'm tired of having nosy neighbors. Yeah. Or, or noisy neighbors. Yeah. You're tell your dad s- to sell the land. You're going to sell me all your land for like five cents. And ha ha, I'm evil. And uh, my henchmen are evil too, right, Steve? Oh, yeah. And, um... No, oh, they went in there to get someone out, didn't they? I can't uh, or, remember. Or no, no, or, or uh, no, somebody gets somebody gets captured later. Okay, yeah, Isn't you're that right. Why that he is goes later. back? That yeah. is later. That's why so, he goes back to the yeah. yeah. And so now, Dad's lost everything. Everybody's lost everything. The British guy's winning. His henchmen are evil. What happens? Uh, they're oh they the the British the the ambassador says he's going to close down the steel mill because they don't need it anymore. Oh, that's right because they're done stealing all the artifacts. Right. And they've also captured a dude, right? Yeah. Um. Is it Uncle Hing? Oh yeah. Some one of the guy, yeah Uncle yeah Hing. and one of the word one of the Ho and, yeah or somebody I don't yeah know. he gets captured because they it's Uncle they Hing. find out that they find out that the British are smuggling things. Yeah. And they're yeah. like we we're we're not gonna take it. Yeah, we're not gonna take it anymore. Anymore. Yeah, and so they all come to the steel mill, and they're like, "Motherfuckers, listen!" And they're like, "Fuck you!" And the British guy's got his guns, and he's like, "You shoot them if they get any closer." But that doesn't work, right, Steve? No, it doesn't. They all, because Jackie Chan's there now, right? That's right. That's right. They they kick their asses, and they they eventually take their guns, but they don't shoot them with no, them. No, they break the guns. They break them and they beat them with them. That's right. And then they get into <laughs> they get into the factory, and they get Uncle Hing back. And everybody's fighting, right? Yeah, yeah. Including Snake you, Lady, who throws snakes on people. She, <laughs> she throws snakes at people. Yeah, it's that's like, fly, okay. my pretties. 
And then Jackie Chan has a big fight at the end. Yeah, it well, yeah, it comes down to to him and uh, the big guy who beat him up when he was drunk. Not the British guy. No, not the British guy. What happened it's, to the British uh, guy? What the, does he fight the British guy? Or no, what he happens doesn't. To the British guy. The British no, the guy, British. As far as we can tell, gets away. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in real life. Just like the British did. <laughs> anyway. so he has he has a big fight with with the big guy whose character name is John, I think. Yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, and they have a big fight, and uh, Fei Young is doing okay, but he's not doing great. And then he remembers that they have industrial alcohol that they so use for the steel melting process. They, they beat him up. They nearly drop things on him. These big yeah. things filled with sand. And if you watch the cutscenes, one of those big things of sand did land right on top of him. Yeah. Um, but there's a whole bunch of fighting and fighting and fighting, and he falls in coals, and there's more fighting and fighting. Oof. And then he's up there, and he sees that there's industrial alcohol, just like you said. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to kill myself, right? <laughs> First, he takes a mouthful of it, and he lights one of, his, one of the dudes on fire. Right. But then he puts him out because he's a superhero. Right, exactly. He's not just going to let him burn. Yeah, he's not yeah. He's not evil. He's not evil, yeah. He's just going to beat him until they recognize that they should probably <laughs> stop fighting. Exactly. That's Jackie Chan's whole thing. He doesn't want to hurt anybody, but he will fuck you up if he has to. That's right, and he does it by drinking industrial alcohol. Yes. Well, because I think something something that we didn't mention is uh, one of the the thing about drunken boxing is you have to get just drunk enough. Yeah, and And his, his father... And- yeah. yeah, his father gives him a fan, and written on the fan is uh, uh, the saying, uh, a boat can float in water or it can sink in it. And it's like, so you have to have just the right amount. So of boat? Young, of boat, yes. So he's got to drink a boat now? <laughs> he's got to drink a I boat don't full of liquor. He has to drink a boat full of industrial liquor, <laughs> and then he'll be able to fight at his optimum level. Yeah. So the uh, he drinks too much at one point. And he makes himself throw up. Yeah, and, and then, then he's, he's like, just, "Just right." That's right. And now they're <laughs> going to fight, a, and yeah. he beats the shit out of this guy. Oh boy! And it's some of the greatest fighting ever. And then he flips him down and breaks him through a table, and the guy's like, "Bah!" And then. And then he burps up a couple of bubbles. And that's the end. And that's the end. The end falls over. And that's falls the over, end yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Hey, hey, Steve. <laughs> there's a different ending to that movie. Uh-huh. The ending to that movie is a comic scene where it turns out that he is blind from having drunk industrial alcohol. <laughs> And Miramax said, that's a little dark in the movie. <laughs> we can't let that be in there. It's quite possible that he died right at the... Because he falls down. Yeah. He then, drank a lot of, of industrial alcohol. He like, did. a lot. And then the movie's over. He does a bubble and that's it. The movie's, he doesn't look good when he's drinking that industrial alcohol either. <laughs> no. He looks, he's bright red. His eyes are bloodshot. He's dying yeah. looking good. No, not at all. He's also burned. That well, yeah. I mean, he got he fell backwards onto a pile of coals. So <laughs> yeah, he's not doing well in a few different ways. I think. Well, that's a downer ending if he's dead. Yeah. So we we cut we cut away before we have his death confirmed. And we're just like, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's fine. Well, then we get and of course over the credits we get the traditional uh, bloopers. The bloopers. We get, to see, we get to see Jackie Chan hurting himself for Repeatedly our entertainment. Repeatedly get hurt. That's right. 
So, Steve? Yeah. How do you feel about this classic kung fu movie starring one of the greatest kung fu uh, artists of our time, martial artists of our time, greater even than Bruce Lee, I would wager? Yeah. Because he didn't have much of a career. I mean, Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. What do you think of the legend of Drunken Master? Man, you know, when you when you watch this movie and especially like when you watch the the outtakes over the credits and you see just how much he puts his body on the line to get oh, yeah. to get these shots and to do these stunts like he's I not like, fucking around. Oh my god. And it's I mean, I I think it's mostly just there to entertain us, but also it's there to to sort of just in case we might have been on the fence as to whether or not we like the movie. It's to shame us into liking the movie because <laughs> like how not... can you how can you not like the movie? Like when you see you know like oh my god like he broke his nose he's broken his leg on movies he he actually falls into actual coals. Um, it's he had it's, to have you know, brain when... surgery because he took a fall once. Yeah, I, exactly. When when you see the the sacrifice that he makes just to to get these shots and to do these stunts, it's it's amazing. So yeah, I mean, Jackie Chan is. Uh, you said he's one of the great martial artists. I, I would say he's one of the great movie stars ever. Yep. Uh, in the history of the world, and um, Drunken Master is one of the best examples of of why he is such a, a great star and, and why he's such a great talent. Um, uh, he's, he's appealing as an actor. Like yep. he's, he has this consistently appealing, charming presence. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, uh, he, and he's good not only as an actor and a director because he knows how to make himself look good and make himself look like a star, uh, but he also gives the supporting cast space and opportunity to shine. Um, and obviously, he's just as an action star, as a fighter, as a stunt performer, he's a marvel. I mean, there's never been anybody like him. And the thing that makes him such a great performer and such a great director of action sequences is that when he's shooting these scenes, he thinks like a stuntman and he also thinks like a storyteller. And he's able to do both at the same time, to, to simultaneously perform both roles. Uh, he stated before that one of his influences is Buster Keaton, who we've mentioned a couple times already in this uh, episode. And you really see some Keaton influence in Drunken Master, even if Drunken Master isn't quite as funny or as madcap as some of his other films. Uh, some of his other movies are, are lean much, much further into the area of of just straight up action comedy. And even though there's a lot of comedy in Drunken Master, there's also a lot of straight fighting, um, and so it, it's not quite as as wacky and goofy as some other Jackie Chan movies. Um, but you see that, and like Buster Keaton, uh, Jackie Chan loves big, impressive, jaw-dropping stunts. But also, like Keaton, he finds a way to, uh, to justify the stunts within the story. And he knows how to set something up early in the film, like the alcohol, the industrial alcohol. Uh, he, they set that up early in the film and we see how they use it in the foundry. And then it pays off at the end when he drinks it to give him that extra boost to win the last fight. And... There's another way in which you can see a Buster Keaton influence on Jackie Chan and, and also on, on Lau Karlung, the, the credited director of the movie. And that is in the way that Chan and Lau use the frame. Buster Keaton was a master of blocking a shot and he could compose these really efficient and elegant shots that tell the audience everything you need to know to get 
a given gag or, or appreciate a given stunt. And in The Legend of Drunken Master, there are shots like that all over the place, especially when they're doing the comedy bits where they're trying to distract the father and slip him the, the fake ginseng and Fei Young and the stepmother are conspiring to do things. There's stuff going on in the background and there's stuff going on in the foreground and we see it all at once in a single shot and it's just perfectly framed and, and blocked. Um, so while this is clearly a Jackie Chan movie and he is unambiguously the star and the center of attention, this movie um, benefits a great deal from the supporting performances, especially from Anita Mui, who is so goddamn good as the stepmother. Ling. I'm in love with her. Um, oh my God, she's amazing. She she has uh, she shows comic timing in this movie that would make Lucille Ball jealous. Like mm-hmm. she is so good and so funny. Um, just little movement just moments that just her body language make me laugh like the scene where he throws her the bag right before the fight in the street and the way she catches it by just sticking her arm straight up in the air and like snatching it out of the air mm-hmm. and then holding the pot that is so great and so funny um and also uh uh t lung who plays uh Kei ying his father master wong um is he, he's a great straight man Yep. For the comedy, he's a perfect straight man, and also there, he has just enough sincerity and gravity to his character that you buy the relationship with the son. So when they have their falling out and and Fei Young is thrown out, like there's some emotional yeah, weight like, to is it. Is he yelling at his grandfather? Who is that? Guy? <laughs> yeah, what is he? What is he doing? <laughs> but you know, and like, oh, it's that's like, Jackie Chan. Okay, never mind. The story, like the story, you know, the it's not you 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 don't get super emotionally invested in the story. Like the movie's not about that. The plot no. is just a, a, a close line to hang the action scenes on but there's enough of an investment that you care about what happens and that's very important so i mean this this is a great movie it's it's a fun movie it's a terrific showcase for jackie chan as a stunt performer and a fight coordinator Mm -hmm. and an actor you get to see how skilled and how creative he is um the bits with like you, you mentioned the the uh the the bamboo uh, stick that he uses yeah, in yeah. the one fight where it's shredded on one end and he can do all kinds of different things. They with wrap the, something the, around it so that they can make oh. it solid or make it a flail. Yeah, exactly. The the And the bits with the bench and the bits underneath the train. There's so many just incredibly creative uh, stunt scenes and fight scenes. Every fight scene is different. Every fight scene tells its own story and also has a purpose within the larger story. Um, it doesn't have quite as much of like the really, really eye-popping athletic stunt that Jackie Chan is known for. There's the uh, there, there's the, the the bit where he falls into the coals, but that's more eye popping because you're like, oh Jesus Christ, did he actually do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really the only like major like holy shit like as far as as far as a stunt. But the the fight scenes are so good, they're so quick and crisp masterfully performed and you recognize the different styles like he fights differently when he's doing drunken mat when he's doing drunken boxing than when oh, he yeah. does traditional kung fu and that comes across and that's important to the fight and i cannot imagine this is the case for very many of our listeners but if you didn't happen to watch this movie in preparation for this for hearing this show and if you are one of those who for whatever reason has never seen a jackie chan movie before and or i'm talking a kung about fu like movie a kung fu movie in general, yeah, because I, I mean like a proper Hong Kong Jackie Chan movie. Uh, this is a really, really good place to start. Uh, the Legend of Drunken Master, a.k.a. Drunken Master 2. It's a fantastic movie. My I'm turn? Done. Your turn. Hi. So, like Steve <laughs> said, if you're going for the story, don't. Story's pretty cut and dry. You know, things get mixed up. It's almost a throwback to movies back in the 1930s, uh, plot line-wise. 
you know, wacky yeah. hijinks, right? What yeah. sets this apart, the reason why people go to Jackie Chan movies is for the excellent choreography and the amazing stunts. I mentioned Wushu before, and that's mostly highlighted by wire work. You saw a lot of that yeah. shit in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, people yeah. can do these amazing jumps and are practically flying all the time. And they do all of this amazing wire work where they can jump up on a wall and they can run along the wall and they can jump and do flips, which is great. I do like those movies. Mm-hmm. But at no point in this movie do we ever see anything that someone couldn't do because they're fucking doing it. When um, Fu Wenqi and um, Fei Young escape the restaurant, they escape it by jumping through a second story window onto a roof and down onto the ground. They actually do that. Yeah. It's, they're not wired up. There's no padding. You can see the ground on, on, on the floor. They're not jumping into an airbag. They are literally jumping out of the window and down onto the ground. When they're actually fighting 20 guys, they're fighting 20 guys. When they're doing the shit on screen, they're actually doing... The only thing they're not doing is actually hurting each other, which is not true because they hurt each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's great about Jackie Chan. The other thing that's great about Jackie Chan and uh, what sets him apart from other Kung Fu is that he knows uh, and the people that he works with know how to choreograph a scene and more importantly, where to set one. Mm-hmm. How many Kung Fu movies take place out in the out in the woods or on a field or on a road between two towns or in some ancient town in the middle and all they do is stick to the road and fight. Yeah. There's no innovation. There's nothing there that sets it apart. Our first fight, they are crouching, doubled over, fighting underneath a train. As soon as we go, okay, we've seen it, they introduce something new into the fight. Oh, now he's got a spear, and now he's got to contend with that. And they fight back and forth. They then transition to fighting underneath the underneath the, the uh, railway platform, and then they fight in a barn. That's three distinct beats to the fight. It keeps progressing it forward. I'd never seen anybody fight underneath the train before. <laughs> nope. At no point in this in this movie are we seeing fights that, that we see fights that either have traditionally taken place and other ones done very very with a lot of innovation, or in places that we've never seen. Right? Yeah. Never seen a kung fu movie that took place in, in a steel foundry, and he puts it in a steel foundry not just because it's there. I mean, we. Uh, I have that big complaint that we have these big final fights in American movies where it takes place in a in a factory that apparently manufactures sparks and steam. There are so <laughs> right. many catwalk fights at the end of the, well they stole some of that from Kung Fu, but the setting in this movie has a purpose, right? Yeah. It sets for up sure. where he's going to get his drink, it sets up then they use the the stuff that's in there. You know, the big ballast things falling down and the pit of coals and all that stuff. And ultimately, the industrial alcohol, all of that stuff is utilized into the fight. It's just not a kind of a background setting for two people to face off against each other like a lot of kung fu movies do. There was no gimmick in this. It wasn't someone who had some... It's not like the flying guillotine where someone has this magic box that no one can defend against and then someone figures out a way to defend against it. It's not, it's not that bullshit. So... A lot of people think all kung fu movies are the same. Not not this one. This no. one is not like the others. Fights have reasons. Granted, they're kind of funny reasons at times. <laughs> when the mom and the and and uh, uh, Fu and Chi start fighting, it is fucking ridiculous that they're fighting over this. But fuck it, why not? We haven't seen them fight. 
And I like seeing her fight because she's got to lift her dress up and fight us. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, dude, I am kind of in love with her. I really, she, I, I don't she's blame such you. a great character in this movie. She's and terrific. The thing. Um, are there are there performances a little overblown? It, does it remind you a little bit of maybe silent films or early 1930s films? Sure, but I appreciate that because it's goofy. There's a couple of little somber parts, like when when the badass dies and they get beaten up, which kind of stick out a little bit from this otherwise goofy film. But um, they have to be able to motivate the character to go into a place and then beat the shit out of someone while drinking industrial alcohol. So I'll forgive it. They gave him a good enough reason <laughs> to do it. So that's one of the re- reasons why I appreciate Jackie Chan. His shit, he the shit he does is real. The shit he does is real. There's no special effects, there's no wire work, there's no padding, there's no nothing. He's He sits there and he puts his body on the line to entertain people. And it also helps that he's fucking talented and a really good actor. That helps a lot, too. When he's upset and he thinks he's he's destroyed his family and he's upset his father and he's sitting in that bed, he legitimately looks upset like he's about to cry. Yeah. So, uh, Steve? Yes? Classic or not classic? Oh, Classic. I was about to say I would challenge you, sir, if you you said it was not. <laughs> Classic. Easily. Classic. If you guys did not watch it, please go to Netflix while it's still there and look it up. It's right there. Um, and be thoroughly impressed with fantastic fight choreography, oh. a fairly goofy, funny story, and some characters, while Steve may not have really liked, you know, really got, you know, deeply emotionally involved with them, I kind of felt bad when the general died. Or when. Uh, oh, sure. You know, when, Master like, Fu, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you go kick their ass now. You go kill all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I would have liked it if all of them surrounded the British guy and kicked him to death at the end, but oh. I can't get everything I want. That would have been great. Or, like, you know, lit him on fire or something. I don't know. Yeah, but our guys um, are good guys and they don't kill people. That's true. That's true. That's true. You which know, there's is this... also nice. <laughs> yes, which is also... What is he doing helping that that enemy of his that is on fire? He's putting now, him out. Like He has some of, kind of human yeah, compassion. He's, like, putting him out while the other ones are kicking him. Yeah, the other ones are still fighting him. And he's like, I'm trying to help your guy. What? Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's a moment on... Uh, one on the one of the behind the scenes featurettes on I think the first Rush Hour, which is one of the better American movies that Jackie yeah. Chan has made, and uh, and they're going through the choreography of a fight, and there's a moment that to me has always typified like what a genius Jackie Chan is because uh, he, they're 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 walking him through the fight choreography, and there's a moment where Jackie Chan stops and he says, "Wait a minute." where's my gun because his character is a cop and has a gun and he's like where's mm-hmm. my gun yeah. and the fight choreographer hasn't thought of that and he's like oh well you just threw it out you, you threw it out the window at some point and Jackie Chan is like no you know like I'm a cop yeah. I wouldn't lose my gun so he redoes like he like improvises extra steps in the choreography mm-hmm. to explain how he how why he doesn't have his gun like he adds one of the guys like kicking his gun out of his hand and yeah. you know at, at going out the window to explain why his character doesn't have a gun in this fight when he is a cop and he would have his gun exactly and, and he does it on the spot and he he's thinking like an actor because he's thinking like if my I, i'm a cop if i have a gun i'm using my gun so he's thinking like an actor he's thinking like a fight choreographer he's thinking okay well, he's thinking I, like an audience member he's thinking like an 
audience member, he's doing, he's making sure that it makes sense, that it has mm -hmm. an internal logic that makes sense. Yeah. And that's part of what makes him such a genius. He, he doesn't just worry about, oh, let's get all my shit in and let's make sure we do this stunt you know, and this stunt that's what and he shares stunt. in common with Buster Keaton. Yeah, it has to Buster make sense. Buster Keaton had l less whimsy, like with Charlie Chaplin and the oh, other silent stars. way less, yeah. And a lot of his stuff was, here's the setting, here's what we have, and here's what I'm going to do with it. Right. Yeah. So that it makes sense to the audience. You know, the famous one with the side of the house falling over. Yeah. Right. Pre pre-established that there's a storm and everything's falling apart, and then we can do this one gag that could kill me. And yeah. It does hit him, doesn't it? Uh, no, I don't think it actually hits it, him. I think it just grazed him a little bit for this for the. It might have. But, it, yeah, I mean, it couldn't hit him too much. No, 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 <laughs> but, no, no. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that's the thing. Is like, And, I, I, again, it's like thinking like an actor, thinking like a storyteller. If if you want to build a sequence mm. around, you know, if you if you have, like, three ideas for really awesome stunts, it's fine to, to, to do that. But you have to build story around it so that it makes sense. You can't right. just be like, and then he jumps off a building and does an awesome fall. It's like, no, right. there has to be a reason for it so that it makes Why sense in the story. And, and Jackie Chan, and Buster Keaton as well, of course. But Jackie Chan was is a, a, a just an absolute master at that. So, yep. yeah, he's terrific. So, we agree. Classic. Yeah. Classic. And now it's time for us to not recommend something so oh, that we yes. don't want you to see this thing. Steve, what do you have to not recommend? God help any of you who have seen this movie. Um, I'm sure a few people who are, I'm sure a few of our listeners have seen this movie because it is one of those infamously bad movies that if, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, you might be curious to watch it just to see if it's really as bad as people say. It is also a film in which Jackie Chan stars, although it is not a highlight of his career. But I believe it was his first attempt to get himself over to the American market. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. We're going there. Aww. This is a movie from 1984. It is a sequel to a hit film that had come out a few years earlier. And the film I am not recommending is called Cannonball Run oh, God 2. damn it. Cannonball Run 2. Ugh. Not a good movie. No. It is, of course, It is, of course, a sequel to the original Cannonball Run. And, and it stars... It stars Burt Reynolds, and actually, you know, just like the original Cannonball Run, it has, it answers has a really... all the unanswered questions from Cannonball Run 1. Yeah, like, why would they make another one? Like, did they um, put Dom DeLuise in an insane asylum? Yeah. He should have gone to one. <laughs> Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Dean Martin, and Sammy Davis Jr., and uh, Frank Sinatra for just like a second. Um, <laughs> Kelly Savalas. Yeah, while driving to the club, he's I like, mean, all right, I'll do this for you, Pelly. Yeah, sure. Actually, there's a funny story about that. That uh, the Hal Needham uh, gave he he gave Sinatra three options for his role. He said, "We can we can write you a part that you can shoot in a week. We can write you a part that you can shoot in a day. We can write you a part that you can shoot like in the morning." Is how it went yeah. or something. And Sinatra said, "Give me the one that I only have to be there for the morning. Like, just give me <laughs> give me the shortest one." <laughs> so I mean, it's a, it, on paper, it's a great cast, and of course, Jackie Chan is in there too. And uh, but it's just terrible. Like it's just it's 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 boring. It's it's it not funny at all. It's one of those nope. terrible comedies where like it tries so hard to be funny and it's just not. It tries so um, hard to be as good as the first one. 
Yeah, yeah, it, and yeah. The exactly. The first one wasn't that great. The, the, the first one's not one of my favorites, but no. uh, but yeah, and so yeah, Cannonball Run two, not not a good. If that was your introduction to Jackie Chan, then I could understand maybe not being such a Jackie Chan fan. So so don't watch if you watch drunken master and you're like more jackie chan go watch you know police story or and rumble no, in the bronx or something no. oh please watch police story police story is is great it's um but don't awesome. watch <laughs> but don't watch cannonball run 2 i am not recommending that <laughs> my turn do it so as you guys know i like to uh, not re not recommend a movie from the same year as the movie that we just watched and it's 1994 and i'm not recommending forrest gump I'm kidding. I'm just... <laughs> didn't we do a whole show where we didn't recommend I could recommend not recommend Forrest, Forrest Gump? Gump every show. I'm not, No, I wanted something that was related to martial arts and fighting, and this is as close as I could get. Oh, boy. No, it's not the next Karate Kid, although I would like to not recommend that one. I want you, to not yeah. recommend something worse than that. Oh, wow. I'm not going to recommend a little movie based on a video game, because those oh. always turn out great, right? <laughs> Yeah, everybody loves those. The movie that I'm not going to recommend stars nobody and soon-to-be-nobody Robert Patrick. Uh-oh. And that movie is Double Dragon. Oh. I hate it. Don't <laughs> see it. <laughs> it has little to do with the video game and less to do with being a movie. I don't know what they were trying for. I don't know who thought it would make money. I don't know, and I don't care. It's stupid. And there's an amulet that if you put the two pieces together, you get superpowers or something. Just, just yeah. don't. You know, that is that's that movie is one of the best examples of filmmakers doing a, a video game adaptation and way overthinking it. Like if you if you wanted to do like a kung fu movie, the the actual story of the Double Dragon games is about as much story as a kung fu movie has already. Like yeah. you don't need to be adding shit to it. Just make a fucking fight a no, fighting this movie. This one needed amulet and ghosts and superpowers. Oh. And People it's turning like, into shadow masters. And I don't. It's know. it's like when they did the when they did the Super Mario Brothers movie, and they were like, "No, how how come they can jump so high? Maybe they have these how boots." Come? And it's like, Jesus Christ, just. Like, just make a goofy movie about the goofy video game. Yeah, put pipes in it, make it a yeah. another land. Make it for children, we're, we're don't not, make it for teenagers. <laughs> we're not looking for verisimilitude here, okay? No. Like, <laughs> whoever thought, hey, you know what this popular game with 10-year-olds? Let's make a movie out of it, and let's put the most inappropriate actor we can think of <laughs> to star in a children's movie. We, we got Dennis Hopper! <laughs> we got him for the Mario movie! <laughs> okay, Steve. <clears throat> you know what time it is? <sighs> is it time for me to make a terrible choice? <laughs> That's right, motherfucker. Oh. I'm back, and it's time oh, for you to make a terrible choice. Because <laughs> uh -oh. it's October coming up. That's uh -oh. right. Our next show falls in October, and that means I get to do the accent again. <laughs> <laughs> for a whole and month. This time I'm giving you a terrible choice, Stephen. Uh -oh. And you better get in goddamn character soon or I'm going to use <laughs> my ghost powers to come oh. through the oh, internet no. and upset the vegetables inside of your refrigerator. <laughs> I'm sorry, Master. Okay, what could so I have been thinking? 
for those people who have now thought they've lost their minds, I'm doing a voice because we always do it at halloween time and the next show is going to be at halloween time. Additionally, I am also making Steven choose the next movie we're going to do by giving him a blind choice. So, Steve. Yes? Are you going to go with movie A? Mm. Movie B? Mm. Or the super scary movie C. Hurry have, up, I'll kill you. I have given it a lot of thought. I'm not going to fuck around. You do it or I'm going to chop you in half. I choose movie B. Okay, oh, he chose movie B. Yes. All right, well, if he had chosen movie A, he would be. we would be watching next time The Wolfman. Oh, the horror. The horror of the acting of Lon Chaney Jr. (laughs) He can cry really good, though. No matter how hard you run, Lon Chaney, you won't escape your father's shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Had he chosen, and he's going to be, oh, kids, it's going to be so delicious how disappointed he's going to be. Because had he chosen, had he chosen C, we would be reviewing The Invisible Man. Oh! Oh, you hurt me, Master. I know, it's one of your favorite (laughs) movies, but he's not a fucking monster and he barely qualifies for Halloween. How dare you? He's just a guy you can't see. Oh, how spooky! Oh no, help my heart! (laughs) Okay. Like I said before, many of the... Many of the classic Universal monsters aren't really monsters at all. The Phantom of the Opera is Acid Face Guy. Oh, <laughs> he's it's just not... lonely. That's all. I am a woke. I'm woke, motherfuckers, and it's not nice to cast people who have been injured in the face as monsters. Many nice people have been injured in the face, and they don't go all the evil, right, Steve? He just needed some love and understanding. But apparently, if you turn transparent, you go bonkers and want to kill everybody. <laughs> It was, it was a side effect of the monocaine master. It made him... It, it, the drugs he took lighted up his brain. <laughs> Whatever. So you That's chose what he said. Yes. So the movie that we're going to review, the first movie for Halloween, has a legitimate fucking monster in it. Ooh. And that movie is the creature of the Black Lagoon. Ooh. Oh, it's an excellent choice. Thank you. It's about. It's not like he falls in love with the woman and then they fuck because that's no. a different movie. That's another that's, movie. Yeah, back in the old days, you didn't fuck a monster. You, you hunted him down. You, you tried to kill the monster. That's, that's the way right. it was. You didn't. You didn't. You just didn't fuck the monster. That's wrong. No. You don't was it fuck. an option? It was it even number on the table? One. Don't don't fuck the monster. No. No. You make friends with the monster. Don't fuck the monster. No. Don't even do that. You hunt him. No. Come on. He's gross. He's got a big gulpy mouth. No, He's if you are a little girl, you make friend with the monster, and then the monster throw you into the river. Or into that, the, what's happened? Into you the don't lake. even speak in full sentences anymore. I'm just really bummed that we're not doing the Did you have man. a stroke while we're doing this? <laughs> <laughs> are you that upset that we're not doing the Invisible Man? I'm just really upset. Okay, you know I'm what? Sorry. The, you know what? A big fan of Claude Rains, I am, Master. <laughs> Maybe next year. Maybe. Maybe in a year from now we do my favorite You film. will choose the right movie. <laughs> <I will> cho- 
Except Maybe. by this time next year, it'll be nine choices. You have nine choices. <laughs> I choose G. <laughs> so, if you want to get all the jokes, you will go out and find the creature of the Black Lagoon. Don't actually <laughs> look for him. He's fake, kids. He's not real. Yeah. Don't go to South America. He's not there. No, you watch the movie. That's right. If he was real, I'm afraid this day and age, you fucking millennials will go out and try to fuck him. And that's why I say, don't no. fuck the monster, kids. Don't. It's a wild animal. <laughs> he's not. He's actually kind of... He walks up right. <laughs> he's nice. <laughs> he's, I mean, I don't have anything against I him I mean, personally. he kills dudes, but so do I. And so do you. So <laughs> shut up. I only kill them when you tell me to, master. And you enjoy it. Don't pretend I that love, you don't. I love every second of it. <laughs> that's right, motherfucker. Wait, I got to take my elixir because people have walked away from from the podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody, so that's it. Halloween's next. Jesus fucking Christ, what happened yeah. to this year? It's time for us to be self-indulgent. Where, and, wait, and do our Halloween hasn't shows. been one? <laughs> that's true, we're... When are we not self-indulgent? That's true. When when we, you know, that it is the sort of show where it's like, we fuck went it, on, I, feel, I feel like doing a funny voice. And, you know. We went on three humorless tirades about Abbott and Costello in, in this fucking show. We did. If that's not self-indulgent, I don't know what is. Well, you have a point there. Thank you. You have a point there. Okay. So, for late seating, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shibes. What does it mean when there's a picture of a skull? Good stuff. Wait, that was in the movie? Yeah, that's a line in which when he he looks at the bottle and when he's fighting oh, the guys. That's right. I, he looks at the. I think it's it's the last bottle that she throws him, and he's like, "What's it mean when there's a picture of a skull?" And then he drinks yeah. it. He's like, "Next Good time, stuff. W- next time I watch the movie, I'll make sure that I have it. You know, I'll have the subtitles on, or at least have it in English." <laughs> I actually didn't know what was going on in the movie. <laughs> Why are they fighting? They. He just knocked on the door and she started fighting with him. I was dead. These two seem to have something going on. I think Jackie Chan <laughs> is having sex with her. Yeah, is that his wife? That's his I girlfriend, understand. I think. I don't know. <laughs> What's with the snake lady? <laughs> That's Are like his little sister, snakes? I think. I don't know. Are they pet snakes? I don't understand. Why did he just step on that snake's head? And you know what? They really they they hate ducks. Oh boy, do they hate them! They have. They I must be like part of their religion or something. Like the ducks are unclean. (laughs) All right, that's it. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) My kung fu is still strong. Is it? You you really can put something on besides that robe anytime you want. Nope. Nope. (sighs) Actually, I'm stripping it this off. I'm inventing my own martial art. Oh really? Yeah, naked boxing. Naked boxing. You win. That's right. You win. (laughs) Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. 
Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Let Me Listen. And thanks for listening.